You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello everyone and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi T. Jacobson with NRM Streamcast. And we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah at gmail.com. And you can call us live 844 999 You can call us again at 844-999-9249. So many things happening, good stuff all over the place. First of all, the weather is gorgeous. Not swimming weather. That was yesterday. Yesterday was hot. But beautiful weather to be outside, I should know. Uh, because now that the rules have relaxed, um, I actually teach my class, my third graders, in my backyard. Social distancing. I have two of these, they're not tents because they don't have walls, but they got the, the tent part on top. I got two of those set up. I got trees with shade. I got tables. We put boys on opposite ends of the tables. I have some separate desks because I didn't have enough tables for all the boys. We're outdoors. So yesterday was hot. Yesterday, you could see them melting a little bit. And they all have water, and, they, and we give them a break. We have to stand or sit in their area. We do jumping jacks. Got to get some energy going with the boys. Um, I play a game with them. Remember, they're third graders. So I'll say, okay, we're going to do jumping jacks to 10. And I'll go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 5, 4, Eight, six, five, you know, we'll count back and forth, and they're laughing and silly, and then I'll just say 10 when I get tired. But it, it just the, the energy, the, they're out there, they are so happy to be in a learning environment. They did great on the conference calls. But yeah, look, I just read yesterday, yesterday, yeah, they're, they're talking about here in Michigan, I think, but it's really everywhere that the experiment of having children learn on Zoom has been an unmitigated disaster. It's just not working. Whether the children can't get on, whether they don't have the, the Wi-Fi connections, whether they're just not able to pay attention because you can't really ask questions. My sister told me, she's a public school teacher in, uh, in Baltimore, in the Baltimore area, and she said, you know, her whole deal is you, you sit with a few children, you help them out with what they need, you let them work, you move on to the next group. You can't, there's no hands on helping them on Zoom. You're just lecturing. So lecturing is for college, maybe high school, but not for children. It's just, it's just, it, it was a good try. We had no choice. You had to try something, but it, it, does, it just is not working. So I could be outside with my class it's still not perfect. It's not a classroom. Uh, I tried a chalkboard, for those who remember what a chalkboard is, but the one I have doesn't really work so well. It's old. Who does chalkboards nowadays? Chalk is for people who, who you know, color on the sidewalks. We do the best we could. I even have um, one of these Bluetooth speakers on my porch, so there's, like, feedback. It's unbelievable. Again, okay, all my guys behind the glass, they know this stuff. For me, it's new. But when I'm outdoors, so I do have a loud 
powerful voice. But if you keep using that loud, powerful voice, I lose it. But because I have a, a speaker coming towards me, I hear my voice coming back. Um, I, I don't have to scream so loud. So the boys will say, you know, Rebbe, we can hear you without the speaker. I said, I know, but I need the speaker. That is a little bit of a problem. So for those who are looking for new inventions, because, you know, we're coming out of corona here, and they're looking for new stuff, I have two new ideas for you. These are free. You can use them. You don't. Ha- you could give me credit. I- I'll accept credit, but you don't have to. i I just given you the idea. Here's the idea. Two important things. Number one. I'm, I'm using my cell phone as a speaker. I got one of these apps for a mic, and the mic is picked up by a Bluetooth. The problem is that a Bluetooth is all of 30 feet away from me. And still, um, there's a, a drop of a delay. I don't want to say it's a half a second or a quarter of a second. It's a drop of a delay. I would like it to be the same time as I talk. So with modern technology, I don't see why you can't do that. There should be no delay. That's invention number one. Please get working on it because I did ask my IT specialists and they said nothing to be done. Okay, so that's first. Second, and I think this is also, I don't know how you're going to do this. Maybe you need a special app, but also very important. Not all my children from my class have come. In other words, we, we are outside. We are spread out. But for parents that are still uncomfortable, even though we do the distancing and you want to wear a mask and I have shields for those who want shields, even though, again, outside legally you do not need it. But if a parent wants it, they can do it. But if you are nervous, I still have you on a phone conference. The problem is that with Bluetooth, for those who know this, if I'm talking on my Bluetooth mic, then the phone can't work. And if I'm calling in to the to the conference call, then the Bluetooth won't pick up the sound of the conference call. I want that I could call in to my conference call and be picked up at the same time by my Bluetooth speaker. For some reason, that is not doable. I do not know why. Um, that is not something that I... I don't do that stuff. I don't do IT stuff. So... I've given you two very good inventions. Um, I hope you make many millions and donate it to Yeshiva Stachy Terry. That would be fantastically appreciated. Okay. So, um, sign to get rolling. Oh, and one more um, thank you. Uh, for those who have gone to the webpage over the last week or two, so the webpage was sort of, um, I don't know, it wasn't happy. It wasn't working properly. And I was, all the shows were there somewhere, but you couldn't go, I couldn't. They told me you could, but I didn't know how. Um, if you went to the Let's Talk to Her webpage, you were really on the live page with all the latest shows and mine were mixed in. That is now fixed. So if you go again to the Let's Talk to Her on NRM Streamcast, so there's like two lines of my last two years of shows. Uh, probably pretty soon we're getting ready for the next line to, to pop in there. So it is now working. And I actually discovered this because I am also in my fundraising mode now. Because uh, we're Yeshiva Stachy Torah, we can't have a dinner. No dinners this year. But we'll still have a journal, a brilliant idea. We're actually going to let people write in instead of whoever the honorees are and congratulations to the honorees. This year, we want people to to place their ads or their good wishes um, either in tribute or in honor of 
any of the myriad of people that need to be thanked, whether it's teachers and staff and administrators going above and beyond, whether it's healthcare professionals, whether it's all the volunteer organizations that have really stepped up. I know in my community, um, the volunteers have stepped up. I was talking to somebody yesterday. He gave us an ad. Uh, he said, very interesting, he said, um, he's probably my age, but he's not leaving his house, even now. I said, why? He said, he has a 94-year-old mother-in-law. They can't bring the, they can't bring the, the corona back into the house. It's, it'll be all over. So he's not leaving his house. So I said, so what do you do? He said, you know, if not for, I forget which, which volunteer organization he mentioned, maybe Detroit Chesed, I don't remember. Um, he said, if not for them, I, I wouldn't have had Passover. They brought the food. They brought the stuff I needed. They helped us with shopping. So there's a lot of people who have a lot to be thankful. So here, help uh, two people at once. We're a charitable organization. You're anyways giving us uh, charity. And uh, your good wishes are to people that, that deserve um, to be thanked. So that's so. while I was doing that, I was talking to somebody last night about it. And she's telling me how she listens. She goes to this Zoom lecture and that Zoom lecture. I said, hey, why don't you listen to Let's Talk Torah? So she didn't even know what it was, which is sad. So I said, let me email it to you. So I emailed. She must have listened right away. She sent me back this morning. Okay, I'm in. Send me whenever you have shows. So she'll be on my email list. But, um, you know, sometimes we got to remind ourselves, tell a friend. If you like the show, if you enjoy the show, if you get stuff from the show, Tell a friend, we gotta, we gotta make this the show, the Torah show. It's gonna be much more than that, of course. But we have lots of good information worth sharing. So if it's worth sharing, share it. Because just think about it. Um, you know, there's reward for studying Torah. I was talking to my class about it this morning. And there's reward for helping people study Torah. So if you could go ahead and help people by doing nothing, but just say, hey, Listen to this rabbi. He's fantastic. Or whatever other words you'd like to use for me. Hopefully nice words. Um, go, go right ahead because you share the wealth. It's a beautiful thing. So all these, okay, we spent way too much time now talking about all kinds of other stuff. Such a big Torah portion. Um, it's one of my favorite Torah portions. Not because of what's inside. I always have favorite stuff. But it happens to me, my bar mitzvah parasha. It's really the wrong one. Um, by mitzvah, for those who don't know, is when a boy turns 13. So that week's Torah portion, he'll usually read the Torah portion. He might read the half Torah portion. He'll have a party. Maybe he'll give a speech. So mine was actually last week's. But last week's is, first of all, it's very long. And whoever was looking at the calendar, when they started teaching my Torah portion, I'm like six months in, and my uncle looks at, he's not alive anymore. My my uncle looks at the calendar and says, um... Tzvi, we, we made a mistake. Your portion is really the last week's Torah portion, not the one we have set up. But really, who cares? We'll just make it the one we're practicing. You spent six months on it already. Why change? So therefore, it is my bar mitzvah portion. So those who wanted to wish me happy birthday, thank you very much. Those who forgot to wish me, thank me, uh, wish me a th- uh, happy birthday, belated birthday wishes are also accepted. So here we go. There's a lot of stuff happening. So I actually, interesting enough, I got a, an email. I have it over here. I got an email like three weeks ago that I've been wanting. Every week I bring the same piece of paper to the show. It happens to be it's this week's story portion, but it's such a beautiful message, especially with the end of the year. 
So here's the here's what's going on. So in this week's Torah portion, the Levites are, I will call it, inaugurated into their position of service in the temple. In other words, we leave Egypt. Um, there are no priests. There's no Kohanim. There are no Levites. There's no Leviim. Um, the the firstborn, the Bechar, which I am also, by the way, um, the firstborn, um, they were going to be the ones to work in the temple. How do we know? Because even on Mount Sinai, when sacrifices were brought, there were no priests. There were no Kohanim to do anything. It was the firstborn, it was the Bechorim that did the service, the slaughtering and the blood and, and the pieces. Whatever had to be done with the sacrifice, they did all that. Then comes the story with the golden calf. The firstborn lose their rights to serve in the temple, in the Mishkan, in the base of Mikdash, and that is given over to the Levites. What did the Levites do that was special? What they did was when Moses made the call and said, who is with God, right? Who's going to help me take care of all the people that sinned by the golden calf? It was the tribe of Levi, the Levites that showed up. Therefore, the Levites took over for the firstborn, and they now um, have the position of service. They won't actually bring the sacrifices, but they are the ones that will serve in the temple. They had a lot of jobs. They were the musicians. They took care of the gates in the temple, and that was in the temple. In the desert, they actually, their job was to, to take apart and to put back together the tabernacle, the Mishkan. And that's what's starting to happen in these Torah portions. In other words, way back, we talked about building the tabernacle, and we have the, the beams for the walls, and the curtains, and the ark, and the showbread table, the shulchan, and the menorah, and the altars, the mizbeachs, and the, and the courtyard itself, oh, and the laver, the kiar, all the different stuff. So the Jewish people travel in the desert. We travel, I think, 42 times. I think I probably got the number wrong, but in my head it's 42. So we're going to travel all over the place throughout the desert. Now, that didn't happen yet. And I was in this week's Torah portion, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. In this week's Torah portion, um, we're actually traveling away from Mount Sinai. So we got the Torah over a year ago. Um, this week's Torah portion, we're also going to have the, the, second time in the, the second time in the Jewish nation's history that we will bring the Passover sacrifice, which again we'll try to get to, but we will leave Mount Sinai, and the goal is we're supposed to travel straight to the land of Israel. Unfortunately, next week's Torah portion, we send spies to Israel. The spies come back with their slander. We all cry, and God says, you had no reason to cry, Now I'm going to give you a reason to cry, and we're going to now travel in the desert for the next 38 and a half years, for a total of 40 years in the desert. But, we're getting ready to travel. In the traveling, the Levites have the job of dismantling, of taking apart the Mishkan, the tabernacle, and moving it along to the next location and then resetting it up. It was a, it was a movable um, temple, basically, a movable uh, synagogue, which reminds me of my synagogue in my backyard, which has been basically disbanded, which is something else I should really talk about. But let's refocus. So the Levites have a job. Their job, their main job in the desert is the is the taking apart and rebuilding of the tabernacle. And they also have a job that they would sing 
And they also had, and as when sacrifices were brought, they would sing different psalms and, and other and other verses. And they also have the jobs of closing the gates. And they were also like the guards. They were like the honor guard around the temple. And really had to keep people away because we talked about this in the past, right? God does not want you to die for spirituality. God wants you to live with spirituality. Just like on Mount Sinai, God said, my presence is coming down. You can't come up on the mountain and make fences and and remind the people because God doesn't want people dying when they go to places where they're not allowed to go. So too in the in the temple, you had a problem in the tabernacle. People wanted to get closer and sneak by the curtain and lift up the curtain and go inside. So you needed guards. You needed the Levites to guard. Okay. Now that we have all this information, so now we can take it a step further. It's very, very interesting. Um, the verse says, I have the words written down, it says, Nisunim Lamasa, Nisunim Lashir. It says, Nisunim, Nisunim Hema, which in Hebrew means that the, the Levites are given over to Aaron, to the Kohanim. Nisunim, Nisunim, they are given over. So the Nisunim, the given over really means they have two different jobs. They're given over, first of all, to carry, Right? Or if it means to guard, they also have to guard and to close the gates. And they're also given over to sing. They have two different jobs. It doesn't mean you can't have both jobs. But you don't have both jobs at the same time. And this was the message that I received to point out um, how we're supposed to look at the situation our children are in right now. For those of you who have children, you, you for sure know what I'm talking about. We, we want them to study. The school year for many people is either over or is about to end. And we want our children to study, and it's important to study. And we don't want them to fall behind in their math and in their science and in their English and in their spelling and their vocabulary. And coming where I'm coming from, we want their Hebrew grammar. We want their, their Bible studies, their Chumash, their Mishnah, their Talmud. They must review. They must... And here it is. You're sitting in your living room, in your dining room. The sun is shining. Their bike is right there. They want to go to the park. They want to play. We want them to study. And there's a, there's a, there's, I don't want to say a fight, but there's a friction. Because the children want and need both. They need to work and they need to play. And the problem is where is the balance? And you know what? There is no good answer where the balance is. We need to make sure if they don't do any studying, they go out of their mind. If they don't do any playing, they also go out of their mind. So you need, hopefully, a very smart mother. There could be smart fathers, but generally speaking, you'll be better off with a smart mother. We need, we need to make sure that the children have the opportunity and the ability to do both. they got to work and they got to play. And sometimes there's more work. And sometimes there's more play, but we got to make sure that our children have the ability and time to do both because you're just going to make them work when they see everybody playing. First of all, they're not going to study. Their brains will be completely shut down. If all they do is play, then their brains will turn to mush, right? We don't want that either. We, we need a balance, and the parents have to recognize we need a balance. Maybe today wasn't such a good day. Okay, play. Today's a better day. Let's study. Right? We got to encourage, we got to cajole, we got to help them out, but we got to remember they are children. They are not robots. They're not in the school building situation. 
So, look, I'm not teaching my class as much as I always teach. I have about an hour and a half. I've told you this. Actual study, about an hour and a half. Now, there's other things that they can do on, online or on the phone conference. So I have a homework I send home with them. I have, um, I have um, different recorded messages for them. Um, I have no idea if they're doing the worksheets. So I should call them and ask them to bring in the worksheets. I know it's going to happen. The ones that did the worksheets, it'll come in beautiful. The ones that are not doing the worksheets, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, I can't find it. My mother had it. I think she lost it. I don't know where it is. That's all that's going to happen. So if that's all that's going to happen anyways, so what am I doing? I'm catching you. I caught you. You didn't do your work. We encourage. We try. But they got to live. And we're in a, a just a different situation. That's why hopefully next year when the school season opens, we got to be in classrooms again. The children have to learn in a classroom situation. It just doesn't work with the Zoom. Very nice, good try. Yes, there are people that homeschool and maybe it works. But the real homeschoolers that work is because the mother is sitting with those children or father for hours a day. The mother's a real teacher. And we're not putting a kid in front of a computer and say, get to work. It, it doesn't work. That's not, how, that's not how teaching was ever meant to be. Originally, it was meant father to son, father to daughter, mother to daughter, mother to son. There weren't even schools. You wanted to be educated. You had a tutor. You didn't have a classroom. So, um, so that's, that was the basic message, which took longer than I thought it would, but it's a beautiful message. So he has one cute line over here um, at the end. I thought it's something to think about. Um, everybody has WhatsApp, or most of you have WhatsApp. You listen to the show, you have WhatsApp. And there's all kinds of WhatsApp groups and you can imagine, maybe you're on some of them, that on these WhatsApp groups, there's always people that go ahead and they say their idea, and they complain about this and complain about that, and they have a comment about this, and everyone's the smartest person in the world. They know what's best for your child. They know what's best for my child. So um, the person who sent me the email has a very good line. He says, what's app? What's appropriate for your child? That's sometimes we got to think, right? There's a word. What's appropriate? Your child can study for three hours a day and he wants more. Mine can't. Your child only needs to play for five minutes a day. Mine needs three hours. Or maybe mine only needs ten minutes a day and he has no problem sitting and studying for four hours and sitting there and reading the book he's supposed to read. What's appropriate for your child? And yes, I've even spent money on things I normally wouldn't spend to get my children some of the toys or things they want or games they want because it's what's appropriate. I even did something with one of my sons. I never do this, and I don't suggest doing it. But um, he, he's been doing a certain study of Mishnah, and I wanted him to review. And the review is going to take two months. I know the amount of time he gives me. I know it's going to take him a good two months to review what I want. So what happens is um, when he learns this Mishnah over a whole year, he does get like 1,600 points, so he's entitled to a prize. So I wanted him to get books. He actually wanted a scooter. I didn't want him to have a scooter because it breaks and the prize is over. It's not worth it. But I said, i tell you what. If you review all this, which will be many hundreds of, of Mishnayis, I'll buy you a scooter. Now, generally, I'm not going to give you the prize till you finish it. Otherwise, I- I'm going to lose. Well, it happens to be that I had some grandchildren come and he wanted to give them rides. He asked me for the scooter. And you know what? I said, yeah. 
and he's been very good. We're still studying. He wanted it because he could give rides to his nieces and nephews. It was really important to him. And, you know, sometimes you have to wake up and say, what's appropriate? And for this child, the what's appropriate was give him the scooter early. And he, he still comes to me and studies every night. Now, not the same pressure. You know, as it used to be, I could do five, six, seven, eight with him a night. We're doing two a night. And when we finish two, he says, can I stop? And you know what? I say, yes. I say, you're doing excellent. And we'll get there eventually for the review. He's been very, very good about it. The speed I want? No. But what's appropriate for this child? What's appropriate is that he's happy to do some studying as much as I would like. It's not me. It's him. So since I can't have him do as much as I would like, I have to say what's appropriate for my child, how much can he handle and be happy. Because if he's happy when he's doing his studying, guess what? I win. When he's not happy doing his studying, so what I get out of it already? I don't win. There's, I'm not going to win. And here comes my music. And remember, what's appropriate and we'll all win. It is unbelievable how fast we went today. So, you know, my music's playing. I hope you enjoyed it short and sweet. Thank you to our sponsors and listeners. You know, I can't do it without you. Thank you to our production team. We got three guys behind the glass today. We have David, Angel, and Jacob. I hope I've left you some food for thought. Until next time, I am Rabbi T. Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah and NRM Streamcast. And until next time, don't forget to think about it.